you have completed another book. I have. The Invisible Man by H.G. Wells. What does the H.G. stand for? You know? You don't know? I don't know. I would like to think Herbert Griffin. That would, I mean, it would make sense for the, you know, the time that he was born and lived, you know, that would seem like a... How about you give us a brief... How about you give us the quickest, briefest rundown of The Invisible Man and how you felt about it with a star rating? Star rating? While I look up H.G. Wells' real name. Not a shout shout rating? Whatever. That makes you happy. Well, I'm just... The theme, I don't know. All right, you could do that. Herbert George, I was close. Yeah, you were. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, go on. So, um, The Invisible Man, it starts out with, um, you, you know, there's this weird guy. I never watched the old movie. I don't think I have either. Um, but I've seen like clips and stuff like that. But you know the uh, he's in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, yeah. which sucked. Yeah, uh, either the guy wrapped in in bandages and yeah. stuff like that goes classic to, image. Yeah, um, with a big trench coat and a hat and stuff. Um, goes to get uh this room in an inn. He's there for like most of the winter or something like that. Um, and just throughout that time, they start noting strange noises and things and stuff, and... You I start, hate when the things and stuff get involved with yeah. them. You know, you're troublesome. And, um, then there's just, like, start stories of, um, things being robbed, or, and just, like, w- people hearing voices and stuff like that. It's a visible um, man shenanigans. Yeah, yes, yes. And then, so, you know, after a while, we find out that he's invisible, but not quite everybody else there knows. Um, and then people start finding out, and so then it becomes, like, the hunt for the Invisible Man. Oh. Yeah, um... And that's where it picked up, you said. Yeah, um... Because you said it started off a little dry, as those books can well, be. just kind of, just kind of slow. Well, again, like, and I, again, I'd imagine, like, when it comes to any of these kind of, like, older classic, um, especially these genre ones, like, I wonder what, like, reading that first... You know, for the first time back, you know, back in the day with not... It was published having... in 1897. Yeah. So, like, you know, I had an idea of, like, where it was going because it's like, okay, the slow playing the invisibility and, you know, and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But I definitely liked it a lot more than the uh, Time Machine. And I think that's mostly because, like, the Time Machine had, like, a weird... It was, like, in first person, but they had, like, other characters... And, like, so the time traveler, because you never know anybody's name, so it's, like, the time traveler. And, like, in the beginning of the story, it's, like, the reporter. And it was just yeah. it was just a weird way and style of, of telling it. This was just, like, a normal kind of just, like, third-person narrator kind of, you know what I mean? Did the Invisible Man have a name? Yes, the event, um, Griffin or... Griff or something, something like that. Interesting, since I started the episode by saying Herbert Griffin. Yeah. Da, da, da. Um, because eventually, when during one of his runs, he uh, while he's on the run, goes into a house and he realizes that it's uh, I think he knew it beforehand, but it was somebody that he used to go to school with. Right. And then, so that's where we get a lot of the um, the back. That's when we kind of not do flashbacks, but that's when he kind of tells him like. How he became invisible and just like how we, you know, how what got him up to like the beginning of the story and right. stuff like that. But uh, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. I, I like it, and it was only like uh, it was under a uh, hundred and fifty pages. So how was the writing style? Uh, it was good. Like I get, like I said again, I definitely liked it. I liked the write the the writing style more in this book than um the time machine. 
and it really has me um interested uh, in uh, whenever I go to check out uh, Ward Wards. Yeah, because that... uh, that's the that's the next one I have of his that I I wanted to check out. Well, what's your official rating of The Invisible Man? I would give it. I'd give it about like three. Three. Three out of five. If we would do, if we were allowed half, it'd be like three and a half, you know, because it was good, it was solid, but also just with it being an older, you know, older story, kind of doesn't automatically rank lower, but it's just, yeah. you know, well, a hundred twenty-five year old book, it's gonna be a little dated, yeah. I'd imagine. But I mean, like I still enjoyed it. I um, it didn't take me long to read it, especially considering how it was mostly a like a a, a book I read while I was on break at work for the most mm-hmm. part. So it still only took me like a couple weeks, you know, to to get through it, and you know, switching out between all the different comic books and right and the uh, first person uh, perspective, you know, and stuff like that. So first person singular, singular, whatever, same difference, whatever. <laughs> I uh, start reading Jerusalem again. Yeah. Yeah. How many chapters? Yeah, I finished the one I was on, started the other one, and I'm. Either halfway through that chapter or not. I don't know. Now, the chapter's big. Some of them seem to be. It's Everything's big. Uh, everything's big in Jerusalem. The, yeah, they are. Everything is large and in charge. And it's a, sometimes it could be a bit of a slog. See, now I went to a, a more modern chapter. Because the last one was in ancient fucking Europe. And uh, that was boring as shit until the end of that chapter. Uh, this chapter... And then I bet next chapter just started with some other more boring shit. This chapter started off in uh, 1903 or something with a young kid who's, I don't know, vaudeville or something. He's a showman. <laughs> ah! I skipped ahead 8,000 pages just to look to see, because uh, I remember that Finnegan's Wake nonsense. I so that, Somewhere I read or heard People were talking about there's a chapter that's just like Finnegan's Wake, which we covered on the podcast before is like fucking nonsense. So I was like, oh, let me at least see what that's like, because if I get to that point and I, I just have to throw the book away, I'd be really mad. So it's like 896 pages in. I, you get to that. And sure enough, it's nonsense. Just nonsense. I'll let you uh, read that later. But I am reading. I'm getting it the old college try and... <laughs> Maybe we'll have a redemption IRC if I finish it. I'll be by myself. Yeah. I'll just talk to the well, wind. Well, I could be there because, I mean, you could talk to me about it because I have a feeling, even though that I haven't read it, it'd probably make it just as much sense Do to you? me as if I had read it. <laughs> That's a good point. That is a good point. Well, you you should see is if, uh, did you ever see if there was an audible version that long silence means no. I don't want to listen to. Do you know how long well, that would saying, have to be? Well, I'm just saying, because could you imagine listening to all those hours of Alan? Because it had to be Alan Moore doing it. Nobody else is reading that. Um, there would probably be. Because here's the thing. This is what it is. Whoever listens it to the whole thing at the end, they get like magical powers because it's all just like a, some spell. Because you know, because he's, <laughs> he's a wizard, so. Reading it, you don't get the powers, but if you listen to the audiobook... Yeah, but it'd probably be like some kind of lame powers, like if you ejaculate, it goes up in you. Yeah. Like it just shoots back up your bladder or something. Uh, ah. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. Comes out the wrong hole or something, I don't know. I will try to see real quick on YouTube if I can find that one chapter 
like an audible version yeah. that I could play on here. If not, we'll just go into the episode as normal. Welcome to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me today, Spencer, the Paris PP Pursuer Church. I went PP. Yeah. Could have went something not PP, but I figured, why not? Yeah. PP, wee wee. Yeah. If you listen to the whole cold open, why wouldn't you? Uh, we were talking about Alan Moore's Jerusalem in the chapter of nonsense. And I looked up the chapter on YouTube to see if I could find one. And there's a reading of Alan Moore reading the chapter. And he literally starts. I'm not going to play it because it's fucking hard to hear. And he's wizarding. And I don't I don't want to get anybody cursed. But he starts the reading off by saying uh, something along the lines of, well, you're not going to understand it. It's complete gibberish. It's like, well, why did you write it? What's the name of the video? Maybe if they want to. Um... Long version, Alan Moore reads a chapter from his new book, Jerusalem, at Northampton Library. And I'm just assuming this was the chapter that's like Finnegan's Wake. If it's not, then he just has another chapter of straight gibberish. I don't know. There is actually some gibberish I already read in this book, but it was like a made-up language. I don't know if he went the same way with that. What's today's episode about? Like, we completely forgot. Like, that's kind of the important thing, right? I thought when you went and uh, find the name and stuff, I thought you had something already. Mm -mm. It it didn't even cross my mind to think of something. That's professional. So you like books? Books. You like writing books? Big, thick books. Big, girthy, large-spined books? Yeah. How much spine you want? All of it. All of the spine. You know what I want to do? I just want to crack that spine. I'm going to crack it right open. Right in the middle. Slide a finger down the crack of that spine. No, we should probably talk about something super important, which is I had an idea earlier that was terrible. Probably why I can't remember it now. Because it was bad. I'm not going to say it was good. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to hoodwink the folks listening. But I feel like sometimes uh, bad ideas end up being good episodes. Sometimes. We like to think so. John Cena. I guess this will be a DBS episode. We're overdue by like a week. <laughs> yeah. Last week we had a real episode. We can't have too many of those in a row. People was, you know, start expecting things. Oh, God. Yeah. We had all kinds of good information on the last episode. So we don't, we don't need to do that. What did we talk about last episode? I don't know. Let's talk way over here, away from the mic. The way just said, hey. Yeah, yeah. So every, like, people crank up the volume, and then we come right back <laughs> in and blow out their fucking eardrum. <laughs> people love when you do that. I'm sure of it. Self-sabotage, DPW podcast. We don't want to make it. What are you reading now that The Invisible Man has been completed? I haven't started a book yet because I, uh... Literally, I finished it on like Monday or Tuesday, so I was just trying to get caught up on a couple comics before the new stuff came out. This, you know, on Wednesday, so I haven't, uh, I haven't grabbed the new book yet. Interesting. You should read Coin Locker Babies. Yeah. By Ryu Mirakami, that you have it at your disposal because I let you borrow it a month or two ago. No, it, it was long. It was like at the beginning of the year. Like, because you remember that was one of the that was like one of my five winner books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Well, 
I, I did start reading Jerusalem again, but I'm just going to read that at night before bed because I like to have nightmares. <laughs> um, I... Because you're all done with Solomon Cain. I have about 100 pages left of Solomon Cain. Man, is it getting racist or what? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I will say this about Solomon Cain's adventures. Every sing- I'm not even joking. Every single story is, ha- deals with some uh, black, barbarous, uh, monkey-like fucking creature people things. Like. And, and it probably doesn't help, too, that he's, like, super white. He is the gaunt. And, well, there is multiple times per story... Where they talk about the fineness of the white race. And, yeah. But like I said before in previous episodes, it's written in such a way, though, where you you think like, oh, Howard is, he, is for is, civil rights. Like he is he is this is, is this his point of view or is this him like commenting on? Well, it sounds like he's commenting on through his characters like Solomon Cain, but it's not like. Solomon Cain looks upon black people as bad or inferior to white people or anything like that. Like, the character, it's, it's hard to explain. You'd have to read it because there's, like, these evil black people that keep popping up. But they're not the same as the one he's befriended through his adventures because he's been in Africa and stuff. Yeah. So it just sounds like like Howard was about as progressive as a white Texas man in the 1920s and 30s could have been. been yeah. Uh, so Without his, getting hanged. So his ideas on racism, like, back then probably would have been pretty progressive, but obviously looking through a modern lens, he's like, that sounds super racist. racist. Like, we're just talking about, like, you know, the superiority of the white race is, like, a fucking horrible thing to even think of, let alone, you know, discuss in a book. But he does it in a way where, because like there's that one with the Atlanteans, which were like a brown people race, like they didn't look like any other kinds of people, and they were the, actually the superior race above everyone. They thought like that was his way of taking place of I don't know like white supremacists, like how they view the world. He made the Atlanteans like white supremacists, except for they were brown people, so they thought they were better. They considered the white race, the black race, anyone else like to be these subservient fucking mongrels. So it was very interesting, like, how he wrote about that stuff. It just doesn't come across good from a modern lens sometimes. But anyway, getting off topic. So I'm almost done with that. I've just been kind of, you know, taking my time. Well, you wouldn't do it pretty quick. Yeah, I just, uh, I read that Deaf Republic poetry collection. It finally came in. It went all around the fucking country for some reason. Like, Amazon really dropped the ball with that. By the way, I think in an episode, I don't remember, but I was talking about Ela Kaminsky, the author. I might have referred to him as a she because I, at the time, thought Ela was a lady's name. And the picture, like, it was kind of androgynous. Like, it was hard to tell. But I, after, because usually I like to go into something like that without too much information on the author or anything. Just to, you know, so I don't have any kind of biases when I read yeah. it. But um, I, I did some research on Ela Kaminsky afterwards. I was listening to some of his poetry on uh, YouTube and stuff. So it is a man if I... You know, I don't want to offend anybody there on accident. But after Solomon Kane, I'm going to start reading, which I pre-ordered. It should be here. I think it should be next week, actually. Uh, Quentin Tarantino's first novel, oh, yeah. which is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But he, you know, fleshes everything out in novel form. And he's actually coming on the po- Well, he's supposed to come on, on the, the podcast, podcast next yeah. week. But I, uh, I told him we didn't really have, like, the time... Because, you know, a guy like that, it yeah. works around his time. Yeah. All right, Mr. Big Shot Hollywood. Uh, no, Go make your one movie and disappear. Don't you... call us, we'll call you. 
you know, when we have the time, we'll see if you want yeah. to come on the podcast. We're very busy. We have a lot of content. We yeah. have things to talk about, obviously. He probably so. asked us to review it, too, probably. Nah, I ain't doing all that. It was just on Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, that had to be weird. I don't listen to Rogan anymore for like a year now, but I uh, watched a clip on YouTube because it was the... Bruce Lee controversy. Mm. Like they were talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he got super butthurt about that. Yeah. Joe Rogan. Did he just back down? Completely. Oh. Like a bitch. Like Quentin Tarantino was just going on. He even said, ah, Bruce Lee was kind of an asshole. You know how he talks. Oh. Yeah, he's kind of an asshole. And he was just going on. He, he's real cocky. He beat up stuntmen all the time. Problem is, oh. Quentin Tarantino knows so much about films and the film industry, and he's read every book on everything. So. It's hard not to believe him when he starts talking about stuff like that. And he did have one of the greatest lines I ever heard. Because he was talking about the controversy about how people were coming at him and stuff. He's like, okay, Bruce Lee's daughter. I understand. She's mad. I get that. But everyone else, you can suck a dick. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> and it was fucking great. He's like, you can suck a dick. And I was like, well, I mean, I guess they can suck a dick. <laughs> like, It's nice to see somebody not bothered by criticism, I guess. Uh, but yeah, Joe Rogan complete because you know he's gone so many times about talk that topic. Yeah, about them how they portray Bruce Lee and everything. Which also, as Quentin was just, uh, talking about a little bit, and he goes on more about like Cliff's like character in the book and stuff, and how he like he's killed people in war and all this stuff. I'm not gonna elaborate too much on all that, but he was talking about it, and it's like it's fiction. Like this isn't like the real Bruce Lee yeah. in the movie. Like in the movie, the scene was like a dream, like scene. Like it was like Cliff, like just remembering his, you know. Like obviously, it could have went anyway, and he's just well, especially considering how because like I haven't watched the movie, but I know that it deals with like the Mans Manson stuff, yeah. And it has a completely different way of like you know what, right? Doesn't they like, all get murdered? The fuck, Cliff, the Brad Pitt's character just murders the fuck out of all of them. So like kills them real bad, and Sharon Tate lives. So obviously, it's not real. Yeah, it's fiction. Well, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, you might have portrayed a real person in a negative way. But it's 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 that it was a, like the scene never happened in real life. Yeah, fucking some Brad Pitt <laughs> stuntman character did not fight Bruce Lee in a parking lot. It's almost kind of like being mad that like with the Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter yeah. to be like, well, you could Abraham Lincoln to be like, it, it's yeah. not a real thing. It didn't yeah. happen. <laughs> well, like Quinn said, like if you're the family, I could understand. Yeah. Like, oh, you made my dad look like a fucking asshole. Like I would understand. But everyone else, what the fuck do you care? Yeah. Like, you, you don't know Bruce Lee. I mean, Bruce Lee died before I was even born. So I, I don't, I can't jive with fucking people. Like Joe Rogan, because he went on and on about that for I don't know how many times. Like I said, I haven't listened to that podcast in probably like a year, really. And he was talking about it back fucking when I was listening to yeah. it every once in a while. Yeah, because the movie just came out before, like, he did the switch. Or, like, maybe like a year before the, before the switch. I think it was like a year before. Yeah, he just completely fucking pussified and backed down. Oh, I just, man. It just seems like that's a common thing now. Because he used to, like, if he had an idea, like, if he had, like, a, a thought of, like, you know, how he viewed something, he would be pretty stern about it. Like, he would fight people about yeah, certain and, things. And not be, like, a dick about it, but yeah. be like, no, this is my thought or yeah. my opinion But here's on the it. thing. Like, when he would have, like, these wienery fucking beta dudes on there or not that successful guys or whatever... He would fucking hammer him. He had oh, that. He was, I remember yeah. when he had that Adam. I forget that guy's name, but it's like Adam versus everything or ruins everything. Oh, that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, then, oh yeah, he got into him about one of. It was the, like transgendered stuff or something, but like that was one of the topics. Yeah. I, I mean, I ended up having to just stop listening to it because it was fucking cringy as hell. But 
Like that because guy. Because it, it was the the transgenders in sports. Yeah, in, in the fighting. But that guy's like super progressive. Like I think he was like about oh, you know, a kid wants to get hormones to change their gender, whatever. Like he was on the, the you know the progressive super left side of that, like the extreme probably. And then obviously Rogan, he tries to come like at least for a long time he seemed like he was you try to be in the middle kind of logical and reasonable but you can sway him one way or the other depending on the facts but he just fucking hammered that guy like yeah. he just didn't want to listen to anything and uh he seems to have uh gone down like a road where he'll only do that with specific guests but then when he has like a Quentin Tarantino or like a Kanye West or whoever is like pretty like really famous he just kind of lets them you know, railroad the show and do whatever they want. Like he doesn't contend because he talks so much shit about that scene yeah. in the movie, and he like barely contested it on that clip. I was like, "What are well, you doing?" E- well, even uh, 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 with Kanye West, like, uh, remember how much shit he just talked on Kanye yeah. West? And when when he finally came on, and it was like it was a short, right? Wasn't it only like a hundred, uh, like an hour and a half? I couldn't even listen to the whole thing because it was fucking. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Like, he'll make fun of people real hard. He's a comedian, so whatever. But then when they finally come on the show, all of a sudden, like, he's not busting any balls. And he's like, it's one thing to be respectful, but it's almost like he's acting like he never did or said any yeah. of that stuff. So what if these people actually listen to your fucking podcast, though? And, like, because, like, how many times does he shit on wrestling and yeah. wrestlers? Like, fucking all the time. Well, but then when The Undertaker's on, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, wrestling's real respectable. Well, and I, I saw him post something about watching the the, the Macho Man. Uh, the Not even, like, the uh, Dark Side of the Ring one, but the uh, A&E one. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I think I'm finally starting to get oh, professor okay. wrestling. And it's just like, okay, man. You've man. only had Undertaker and Jake the Snake and whoever else on the fucking podcast. And whenever those guys are on, all of a sudden, yeah, it's respectable, and you can, uh, you know, oh, these guys work hard, and they do it. But then when it's just Tony Hinchcliffe on there, yeah, you're fucking making fun of him. Yeah, wrestling's fake, it's stupid, it's lame. It's like, come on, dude. So I, he just became like a too... Even before he moved to Texas, he just started becoming like real wishy-washy yeah. with this stuff. Like I said, because we've talked about it before, it's like if, even if he had like... If he was starting to agree with a lot of things that I didn't agree with, but at it's least, still his opinion. Yeah, it's his opinion. But yeah. when you start fucking flip flopping, depending on the guest, then it's like, okay, do you even have an opinion? I mean, now? that's another thing. Like, I can't. Well, I mean, I haven't checked for a while, but like, it was getting to the point where I'm just like, who the fuck is this skinny white guy <laughs> that like is talking to me about either some kind of weird like social justice thing or some like economy thing? Or just some weird, like, I just, like, I don't, or nutrition, like, I don't want to fucking hear you talk about nutrition again, like. <laughs> yeah, it'd be very repetitive, because he'd have the same kind of, you know, same types of people on over and over. And it got way too political with, like, some of the guests. Like, he started having, like, controversial right-wing guests, like Candace Owens. Yeah. And then he'd have whatever their left version of them was, and it's just like, why... And he, like, it's okay if you have that once in a while, but there was, like, weeks where, like, that's all the fucking yeah. episodes were about, and the same topics were discussed. I was like, all right. Like, I, I understand heard, why people bail on this. And, like, I never heard him say anything about, like, whenever uh, Brian Callen got into that hot water or... Chris or, D'Elia. Yeah, like, like, not he, even just, like, a man, I don't know what's going on. He just didn't have like, him on the podcast anymore and didn't discuss him. 
Yeah, like they were never there. Yeah. Like they were never there. Just fucking didn't happen. Just disappeared. Which is like, with the, the, the lead thing I got, but like, how many times is fucking Callum would have, oh, we're like brothers. Yeah. We're like brothers. And now it's just like, well, I hope they don't find out any of the shit that I did. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Because when Cosby got busted, fucking, they made fun of him nonstop, or any other guy got busted for something, they just went all in on him. But then when it's one of their own... All of a sudden, it's just like, oh, fucking not going to talk to that guy anymore. Chris D'Elia, oh, he was on the podcast like a couple times, but I don't really know him, you know? Yeah. He's, he's a, yeah, who would have thought hey, that guy who looks like a fucking skis ball would have been a skis ball? Yeah, you know, he's been on the episode a couple times, did some touring with him, you know, yeah. worked many shows with him, but I don't really know the yeah, guy. I don't really know him like that. I was just fucking... I was, I was wondering if I um go look on the old Spotify and just, like, look through to see if there's anything... Interesting, like anybody interesting, mm. you know, since he's supposed to be coming you well, know, in Pittsburgh just to see. It's so sad because he used to, like, the guests we would want to see on there, we, like, we just, for the most part, would never come on. And then when he finally got to the point where these guests were coming on, we just didn't give a shit. Yeah. Like, I always wanted to see Dave Chappelle on there. And then by the time Dave Chappelle actually got on there, I was like, I don't even fucking listen to it anymore. Well, it doesn't help either. The first time that Chappelle was on... Dr. Darnell Rawlings. Yeah, your favorite. It's a flap of the jib of the jab uh, By the way, folks, I'm sorry if you don't care about this. It's, I can understand. Because I know yeah, a lot of people aren't Rogan fans, especially the creative types. Uh, but just, if you want to know the top podcasts I've been listening to, you know, I'll just bring my list right. up. Because I do like to shout out other podcasts that I think are quality. Yeah. Like the Drunk Penwriting Podcast. <laughs> my current list, what I've been listening to... Poetry Unbound, which is by On Bean Studios. That's uh, just like, I, I was telling you about it. They That's where I found that Ela Kaminsky poem that made me buy the Deaf Republic book. They start off the episode by reading the poem. Then they actually break it down because, like, you know, I don't like contemporary pro- poetry. Yeah. I don't fucking understand it. Well, now I'm starting to because I've been listening to this. Because he breaks it down, the host, in such a way where you, even an idiot like me can understand it. Then they read it again. To end the episode, so you, now you can, with the new information you got, you can go into the poetry and actually get some, you know, finally get some stuff out of it that you might not got the first listen. And uh, they're only like 10 minutes long or something. i also been listening to A Beautiful Anarchy by David Dushman. Uh, that's more like a motivational thing for creatives. That's the one you told me to, look, yeah. to check out. Yeah. Again, 10 to 15 minute episodes at most and uh he i'm already caught up on all the episodes uh he posts like three a month like once every week and then the fourth month he doesn't uh or the fourth week he doesn't i've been listening to fiction actually i'm all caught up on this too fictional by jason weiser he which is the other one myths and legends which is the main one he did uh where they discuss myths and legends from history and he breaks it down in a funny way well fictional is just him reading novels and stuff like yeah. breaking down novels and so you you completely caught up with that one you just like jumped over to that one and, and... yeah i the, i didn't read um count of monte cristo and the tempest i didn't listen to is um, that because you think you might eventually read those ones it's just because there's like three parts to them and i just wasn't all that interested at the yeah. time I listen to them when I play Harvest Moon, at the Super Nintendo version. Because, <laughs> you know, you, you've been watching me play yeah, some yeah, I've been watching, watching you picking your beats. you got a nice uh, farm going on. Uh, here, read this podcast by uh, Mr. Ash Cat in there. He actually has been on the episodes that we've done, I don't know, a handful of times or yeah. more. He's been on this podcast a bunch of times. And we've been on his podcast a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, he's been covering a lot of Shakespeare stuff lately, but if you're in a classic literature 
like somebody's actually breaking it down and making it entertaining uh, and talking about like Shakespeare and stuff and like re- that. We'll read passages and yeah. stuff like that. And like the history of it in, in a way that we're not going to give you. No. The read this podcast is an excellent choice. And I think they've been do. I think he, uh, um, if you want to check out some more, more of his stuff, I think he's been doing a lot of stuff on his YouTube page. Yeah, he's been doing different so, things on YouTube um, as well. Because there for a while, he didn't put any episodes out there for a while. I think he was banking them probably. Yeah, so now recently he's been He's been, he's been having a lot of like uh, interviews and stuff. Yeah, so. So yeah, check out Ear Read This Podcast. That's a good one. Uh, the Writer Files I listen to um, here and there. It's like one of the top ones when you search like writing podcasts. The the host, uh, Kelton Reed, he has like this California Valley accent kind of, so it kind of turns me off. Mm. I don't mind him. I just don't think his interviews, I don't think he's like that great of an interviewer at times. Uh, and the episodes are kind of weird because it's like they're usually 30 minutes. And I don't know, it's just like they'll have like random ad break-ins and stuff. But some of the guests are pretty good. And I, I do like the uh, episodes. Um from time to time. It's not one I listen to all the time. I have the Jocko podcast on here for some reason. I never, I don't listen to it. Listen to it when I have a sexy time alone. You listen to it when you got a hot <laughs> shit you're trying to break out. <laughs> I uh, got the Jocko podcast because my cousin was like a big fan of him and he told me to listen to him. And I, like, unlike you, when he was on the Rogan podcast, I didn't mind him so much. Uh, I did get like that. Okay, like you're doing all this shit in a day, making everyone feel like poop for not wanting to work out when they have a broken leg or whatever. Like, yeah, I don't know about all that, but I actually got his the podcast because he had an episode on Miyamoto Musashi, who's one of my favorite uh, samurais. Yeah, everybody has a favorite samurai, right? Because uh, that vagabond series yeah, I was reading, and then that Musashi by Edgy Kaza something or other. But he had an episode on him, and that's pretty much the only one I really listened to. Uh, I got the Henry Rollins, KCRW. Every once in a while, I like to listen to some weird German music <laughs> that he'll put on there. And uh, So is that just they, him just playing music and talking about it? Or? Yeah, it's a radio show. Oh, okay. It's like an NPR type of radio show. He's been doing it for fucking ever. Oh, and they just put out the episodes later? Yeah. On. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, it's, I like it because I've been introduced to some songs I end up really liking by fucking people I've never heard of in countries that I don't even know yeah. how to pronounce. And because Henry Wallens is like a big audiophile. That dude, like, I don't know, like, if I saw him in public, even like, because he always seems like so super nice. Yeah, but he's. And, and like a gentleness and stuff too. But like, I'm just like, I don't. I've seen many videos of him, like, just randomly fucking snapping on oh, people. Oh, yeah. Uh, or just even like, because just a couple of stories, you go back to Rogan, and a couple of stories yeah. he's told on Rogan was just like, eh. Very amped up dude. Um, The Abroad in Japan. That is by Chris Broad. Uh, I actually started watching his YouTube videos a long time ago. Excellent, Abroad Japan is an excellent YouTube channel if you're interested in life in Japan. Uh, he's a British dude that lives in Japan. But uh, his podcast is pretty funny. They, just, they cover topics like, uh, I don't know, like, oh, weird homeless lady found living in guy's house in Japan or uh, something. Things like that. Uh, the Dead Robot Society we both listen to. Um, as of now, hosted by uh, Terry Mixon and Paulie Cooley still. Used to be Justin McCumber was like the creator of it. Yeah. Sadly, he's passed on a couple years ago. But uh, and they've had multiple. They other, had multiple like, other co-hosts throughout the year. I originally got into that podcast because they started. They were all aspiring writers. They yeah. were kind of where we are. Um, maybe actually less than we are. 
And then they were just kind of working through things and stuff. And that's kind of what inspired this podcast was uh, the Dead Robots podcast. But now, like, Paul and Terry, they got a shitload of books. And they're, you know, they got a good audience and stuff, so. No, Terry's just writing, right? I think that's all he does, yeah, is write. Uh, I listen every once in a while to the Art of Manliness podcast. It's, like, a super popular one. They have, uh... They have, they have some cool topics. Like, I haven't listened to recently because there's been a lot of stuff about, like, being a dad and just, like, yeah. shit, I'm not going to fucking ever have to worry about. But they, you know, they, they'll have cool uh, topic. Like, the they had one about uh, that. I always fucking forget his name, and I talked to him on Twitter. I don't know. They, got, they wrote that heavyweight boxing uh, book I, I really liked. I he was He did an interview on this podcast, and then that's how I found out about him. I got the book. I really enjoyed it, and, uh. Connected to him on the old uh, Twitter. And then lastly, yeah, you like how I do this. Lastly, I follow the Ghastly Tales podcast. It's just this Irish guy that has a great accent and he reads like scary stories. Oh, nice. Uh, they haven't, they don't upgrade too often. Their last episode is May 29th, 2021. So they had two in May, two in, it looks like about two a month, but they didn't do anything in June. They have original stories, and then they have, like, uh, classic, like, Poe or Lovecraft or stuff like that. But every once in a while, I'm in the mood for a horror story or something. I'll listen to that. Anything you want to add to this? That's my, that's what I've been listening to. I mean, any of the ones that are worth anything, like the Dead Robots and uh, Myth and Legends, any of those ones you've already talked about, anything else that I'm listening to are either... It's like uh, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith or uh, comic books or just... Uh, you know, like nerdy, like pop cultural, yeah. just central kind of in- like entertainment uh, podcast. Uh. I try to keep my podcast focused on creative endeavors because I feel like because I used to listen to a lot of Kevin Smith's podcasts. Like he had the Hollywood what Babylon, yeah, uh, Fat Man on Batman, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, or whatever that one was. Uh, like he had a bunch of them, and I would listen to like a. Uh, Especially Hollywood, uh, Babylon, because I forget the guy that used to work for Jay Leno, yeah, the co-host. Like, <laughs> I, I just thought they were a good team. I, thought they were really I think funny. you're thinking of um, education, yeah. yeah. Like when he would just quiz them on things, yeah. I think that might be back, but it's on his like his. He has like a mm. Kevin Smith Club thing to where like certain things you can only get on there, but in like yeah. the back catalogs of some of the other Edge McCation was the, like, the main one I listened to because I thought they were with fun. with that Andy McKelfer, McKelfer or something, something like, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Because he used to write for Jay Leno on the Jay Leno Tonight Show. Smart but, dude. Yeah, they are making a movie or something, and I don't know if that ever came to fruition. They never made that Krampus movie they were talking about. But anyway, I would listen to like those, and they were really funny and stuff, but I wasn't learning anything. No. I wasn't like improving my life by listening to them. It was just like watching like mindless TV. So whereas it's, it's funny, I think those are best in moderation. Mm. That's my opinion. See, that's the stuff I listen to to try to get me through work. That's without a little different. The, without yeah. the murder. Like. Without the moida. Yeah. Moida. I like it. And I've been I've been seeing a lot of other podcasts that are really interesting. Like there's this noir detective podcast. They I'm not even joking. I think they're on to four thousand episodes now. Jeez. And each one's like at least thirty minutes long. I actually I think most of them are almost an hour long. And I think it's a continuation of a story. So, and say so what is it like an audio play or yeah. something like that? There's a lot of those going on now. Like uh well, one one of the featured writers on our site. Let me bring up her Instagram because she has a. I don't. I for, 
she had like the Dead Letters podcast, which was like one of her stories that she was like a serial story, and she, apparently she's doing very well with. Uh, oh, that's good. With the. Uh, well, we've always joked yeah. about it. if we wanted to actually actually have like a good podcast to do like a true crimes podcast, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. People love those. VP Morris, she has a current one, Shadowcast, which looks to be, I would think it's a book, and it's, yeah, so Shadowcast, I think, is her book, but she, I think, is doing a podcast version of that, too. I have not listened to either of those, so I can't really judge, but I did look at her numbers that she posted, and she had, like, that uh, Dead Letters podcast had, like, 10,000 downloads in, like, the first month or something. I don't know. She was doing pretty decent. But, um, that's what we need to get on. I would like to do a serial podcast. I just don't want to pay for another podcast, you right. know? Like, if they, if they fucking made it cheaper to have, like, a decent... Because the uploads, that's what it is. Like, if you do the free version, you only get, like, so many megabytes, which is, like, ten minutes or something. Like, one episode a week, or... I don't know. It's not good. But anyway, I don't, I don't know what else we can talk about. I think that's about it. Talk about podcast and Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the people want to hear, right? <sighs> if he edited all that out, it would only be like 15 minutes. Well, yeah, your Invisible Man review at the beginning. Oh, true. That adds five minutes. Anyway, folks, if you like this podcast, share it with your friends. Or give us a review on something. Yeah. Anything. Could Look, be the... Uh, how shitty we are. I, I t- always go with the negative. It's not iTunes. I think it's just Apple Podcasts now. I think they changed over. You can talk shit about us. I don't care. If you're going to talk shit about us, I'd prefer you to do it on Twitter at Drunk Pen Writing. So, because that's what I mainly get the interaction on. The other ones I always forget. Like the other notifications, I just ignore. And because I don't know what the fuck they're from. So, if it's like Instagram or something, it'd be like a week later. I'd be like, oh shit, one of our fans commented on Spencer's picture that's on there. Cool. I'll give him a thumbs up or something. But uh, Twitter, I'm a little, we're a little more active on Twitter. Not really anymore. I'm so over social media. But we are on it, uh, drunkpenwriting.com to the website, drunkpenwriting at Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. You know the name. You know the game. Don't be lame. Finish it, Spencer. And download. Uh, I don't know what was the ending supposed to be. I don't, I don't know. Something witty. Oh, wrong guy. You got all the wit. Okay, well, thank you for listening. Goodbye.